This is the Infinite Adoption Guide Podcast, episode number 15. Seven common mistakes to avoid when selecting an adoption agency. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Infant Adoption Guide Podcast. My name is Tim Elder. I'm an adoptive dad of two, and I'm bringing this podcast to you all about domestic infant adoption, where we give you the resources, the inspiration, the hope to help you shorten the time, decrease the cost, make it less stressful for you to get through the adoption journey and become the mom and dad that you want to be. That's what it's all about. In this episode, you're going to learn what not to do when choosing an adoption agency. And I have a question for you. When you have a big life decision that's coming up, would you love to know what common mistakes people have made when they made the same decision? If you're like me, absolutely. Uh, I just think about any big life decision. Like, Take, for instance, if you want to move, you need to go through the process of where you want to move, when do you want to move. If you have kids, do, is there good schools in the area that you want to go to? But you do a fair amount of research to figure out, this is going to be a big decision. We're going to be living there for a while. You want to know all there is to know about that area and especially the housing area you live in and the house that you choose. You may and you likely do go to people that have that are living there or have lived there and get their opinion about what it's like. So you do all your research and then you make your decision. Why would it be any different if you're going to choose an adoption agency? I've seen and heard of a lot of people that have go through the process and uh, for whatever reason, get rushed or just want to jump in. And I understand that you, you're, you're, you try for years to want to build your family and you finally decide on adoption. You want to jump in, but this is a huge life decision. Maybe the biggest life decision you've made. So it's important to do your homework and avoid mistakes. So today we're going to talk about the seven common mistakes to avoid when selecting an adoption agency. I've got these from my own experience, but also learning from others that I've talked to and listened to and and found out information from. So real quick, here are the seven. Number one, not doing your homework. Number two, not getting enough resources or references, excuse me, or any references at all. Number three, choosing only based on what agency is closest to you. Number four, choosing only based on cost, maybe the cheapest. Number five, choosing only based on the agency that does your home study. Number six, choosing an agency based only on the advertised extremely short wait times. So they put out the really short wait wait time and you jump on it because you want to adopt fast. Number seven, analysis paralysis. We've heard that phrase many times. So before we get into the total breakdown of those seven common mistakes, I just wanted to real quick tell you that this is such a great way to bring you guys information about domestic infant adoption. And I am so inspired by finding more tips and information for you. And uh, we've adopted twice, like I said, and we're going to adopt a third time. We're going to start the spring. So I'm really pumped up about that. I'm ready to go uh, do our third uh, newborn adoption. And I understand how overwhelming the journey can be. We've been there. We've done it. And even starting the third time, it feels overwhelming. So I've created 
four adoption resources that I want to give to you for free. And here they are real quick, and I'll tell you how to get them. The first one is called The Four Ways to Fund Your Adoption. This is creative ways to find money you need to adopt. We all could use that. Second resource is called The 12 Questions to Ask Adoption Professionals, which is very appropriate for this podcast episode. It helps you try to find the right agency or attorney. The third resource is called The 25 Tips to Surviving the Adoption Wait how to keep your sanity basically and going through the adoption journey because there will be wait times and you have no control that will give you 25 tips on how to handle that and the fourth resource is called the 10 adoption questions which basically it helps you choose the right kind of adoption for your family 10 questions that we've gone through that help you uh, decide on the right way to adopt so how do you get these well you go to infantadoptionguide.com forward slash welcome and bring you right to the page you go to get to it. You do need to enter or just your first name and an email address so I can send them to you. But that's how you get them, and they're in a PDF form, so you should be able to um, view them easily on your computer or your tablet. So there's not one way to choose an adoption agency attorney. There's not one right way, I should say. Um, everybody arrives there in in different ways and i understand that but there maybe there's not one right way but there are many wrong ways and that's what we're going to talk about today so most hopeful adoptive families really get overwhelmed on how to choose and for good reason i've been there there are over 2,000 agencies and attorneys in the u.s i mean where do you start by learning from others who've been there and done what you want to do that's what this episode's all about one of the big myths about adoption is you have no control. Well, that's not really true. Through two adoptions that I've been through, you got more control than you think. First control is being prepared with any big life decision, as we talked about, like buying a home. Preparation is the key. It helps you get confidence, improves your success, it minimizes your risk emotionally, the amount of time you spend, and financial risk. It helps you with all those. So let's go through the breakdown of these seven common mistakes. By the way, you don't have to take notes. I'm going to have all this stuff for you in the show notes at infantadoptionguide.com forward slash 15. And at the end of each one of these mistakes, each breakdown that we're going to go through, I'm going to give you a little bit of an action. So if you want to, if you're sitting down somewhere, you, you want to take notes, no problem. But I will have those for you in the show notes. All right. Number one common mistake, not doing your homework. This is the biggest mistake people make because you get rushed into signing an agreement or a contract with an agency or an attorney before you do your homework. You can really put yourself out there for a lot of risk. I mean, and like I said before, it makes sense why people rush into this. I mean, you want to start building your family. You decided maybe you've been through some infertility and you decided on adoption and you've often spent years trying to become parents biologically you want to jump in. Let's do this. Let's go. I get that. I'm there with you. However, you, it's kind of opens you up to some vulnerability and it can cause you to maybe select the wrong agency or attorney and have to start over and lose time or money or emotional stress. It may delay your adoption process. So you really need to know exactly what the agency or attorney will do for you throughout the process before you sign on that line, dotted line. I've heard a lot of families not reading the fine print and 
not understanding everything. And then when something bad happens, like a failed match or placement, you could lose time or money if you don't understand how your agency or attorney handles that stuff. So it's very important uh, to do your homework. And really the three reasons why you're doing your homework is good is because it helps you, it helps the birth parents, and it helps the agency or the attorney. Let's go through those real quick. It helps the birth parents, first of all, and most probably most importantly, because it gives them a better opportunity to build a great relationship with you. Because you've taken the time to understand what open adoption is all about, how it can help all of you, you, the birth parents, and especially the child. And you can learn to see things from a birth parent's perspective, it can help you all communicate and build trust. So I invite you to go to one of my posts, a uh, very popular post, maybe the all-time most popular post, and it was done by a birth mother. It's at uh, infantadoptionguide.com forward slash start, and you can find the post called The Things I Wish All Adoptive Parents Knew, written by a birth mother. Awesome post. You really gain some insight on what the birth parents how birth parents think. Obviously, they're not all the same, but here's some interesting, unique insight. So that helps birth parents. How helps an agency or attorney? Well, it helps them better work with you if you know what the process is about. You won't feel like they have to hold your hand throughout the whole journey because you'll know what's going on. Yes, you'll have questions. Yes, they'll help you, but they can help you better if you know some of the basics. And number three, obviously, is you the hopeful adoptive mom and dad. I mean, learning more about the process gains you confidence. You won't be as surprised or maybe you won't be surprised at all by things you can't control. It reduces the possibility of making mistakes that cost you time, money, and stress. So it's pretty big on why you need to do your homework. Okay, so how do you do your homework? Here's your action. Go to infantadoptionguide.com forward slash start. You can find that birth mother post, but you also can find all a bunch more posts about domestic infant adoption that will help you learn about the process and learn what you need to know. Go get my four free resources that I've talked about earlier. Those will also help you. And then I also have an ebook. It's really cheap, only $3.99 on Amazon. And I did that because I don't want cost to be a, uh, any holding anybody back, but I want to deliver it on Amazon. So I can't give it away for free on Amazon, but it's a minimal charge. Go to infantadoptionguide.com forward slash seven steps. It's called the seven steps to domestic infant adoption. It's on Amazon. It's really cheap. Go get it. And there's over a hundred links in there that'll help you get through the process and do your homework. Okay. So number two of the seven common mistakes, not getting enough or any references. Obviously, not all agencies or attorneys are right for any for everyone. I mean, there you will find the right agency or attorney that is for you. But just choosing one only because do you know somebody that had a good experience with them, one person? Or not choosing an agency because you know somebody that had a bad experience with them? Try not to limit yourself to that. Just because you know somebody that had a good experience doesn't mean everyone will have that same experience. It, it's really a, it's a personal relationship and a comfort level that you need to have with that agency or attorney, and it shouldn't be taken lightly. You really need to call them and talk to them and get references from a lot of people. 
I mean, my wife and I, we started, we called and emailed well over 10 people about the final two or three agencies that we got down to that we wanted to, that we felt comfortable, that we thought we could work with. So those folks provided some great insight on what the agency was like because they already worked with them. And not all the, they weren't all great reviews either. Not everybody said, oh, this is the best agency. This is the best attorney. You have to go through them. No, we asked them some tough questions about what they did like and what they didn't like. And that, and a lot of them gave really honest feedback and that helped us a lot. So asking lots of questions does help. Okay, so the action for this step or for this common mistake is ask the agencies and attorneys that you find, maybe um, if you whittle them down to your top two or three or your top five, get references from them that you can contact either by phone or by email. I mean, I really like talking to people on the phone because you can get more than just text on an email. You can get some inflection in their voice. You can glean a little bit more by hearing about their experience rather than just reading it on an email. But contact those references, collect their answers, write them down so you can compare against the other agencies and attorneys that you are choosing from. Okay, common mistake number three, choosing an agency or attorney based only on what's closest to you. That's estimated 95% of adoptive families make the mistake of just selecting a local agency just because it's convenient and it's closest to you. And I get that. They're right there. You don't know any better. There's an agency right down the street or an agency that's there's three or four of them right in your in your town. It makes sense to go with them because they're right there. They can help you. You can go talk to them and see them and meet with them. And I get it. And I, I do understand that that's what local agencies can do for you. Just don't automatically go with them until you do some research on national agencies. We'll get into that in a minute. First of all, absolutely utilize a local agency or an attorney because they offer, most likely offer in-person adoption information meetings. Be a great way to introduce the idea of adoption. Just get your feet wet. Understand the process from them. Doesn't mean you have to go with them. Don't let them pressure you into having to sign on a dotted line or anything. But you can get some information from them. And it also could help your spouse if they're reluctant. Say you're on board with adoption and your spouse is eh, not so much. That's an easy way to go. Hey, let's just go to this meeting. All we're going to do is learn about adoption. That's all we do. And I've heard a lot of people get their spouse on board because this information meeting helps them open their eyes to what adoption is really about and reduces some of the fears that they may have. Okay, so that's what local adoption attorneys and agencies can do for you, but let's look broader than that. Let's look at national agencies. These have a wide reach. They call them national agencies because they work in a lot of all, well, maybe not all states, but a lot of states. Some of them do work in all states, not just yours. So there's a broader reach, which means usually shorter waiting times because they're finding and they're working with birth parents all over the country. They're working with adoptive families all over the country. So there's also better matches because they have more experiences with birth parents. They know what birth parents are looking for and they can match them up better because they can find the right family. So there's less risk of having a failed match or a failed placement. 
Also, you can find better communication. Usually they have a bigger staff. They can work with you after hours and on weekends. Um, you're not worried about staff turnover. There's a lot of good things about national agencies. And also, if you look wider than just your local agency, you can find places like parentmatch.com, which is an online network that helps match you quicker because they network agencies and attorneys from all over the U.S. Uh, it's not a site that you can go and sign up for. It's your agency and attorney goes and signs up for it. So you pay nothing, but you get the benefit of having them get connected all over the U.S. so they can help place children faster, which helps everybody in the adoption journey. Uh, incidentally, I, or not incidentally, but I encourage you to go to episode number 13 of the Infant Adoption Guide podcast because I interviewed Lori Ingber, who is the president of parentmatch.com and she does a great job explaining everything there is to know about parent match so go check out episode 13 at infantadoptionguide.com forward slash 13 okay so that's i guess there's the first action of this of this uh common mistake the, the other actions you can do is go to infantadoptionguide.com forward slash start and there's a post in there called four national adoption agencies and i go through four of them and review them and give you links to them and show you what they're all about. So go and do that. Go to parentmatch.com and see what agencies and attorney they have lists of actually agencies and attorneys that are with them. So you can start to contact them through parentmatch.com. All right. That's the third common mistake. So real quick, we've gone through the first one was not doing your homework. Second one was not getting enough references or any references Number three was choosing an agency or attorney based only on what's closest to you. And now number four is choosing one only based on cost. I mean, there's a tendency to go with the cheapest, right? But like with anything in life, the cheapest may not always be the best. Not all agencies and attorneys are equal. There's, uh, first of all, well, adoption costs, if you think about that, they're really professional services that they're provided to hopeful adoptive families like you, like professional services that are provided to birth parents, including legal services and advertising to try to find, uh, try to make a match. So choosing an agency, usually more costs, we usually equal more help. So they'll provide more or better advertising and networking. They can provide help with creating your profile. Um, sometimes they provide birth parent expenses, those kinds of things. So if you have more costs, agencies have more costs, they tend to provide more of that help. If there's less costs, they provide less help. It's more of a do it yourself. Um, especially through an, an attorney, they're definitely not a full service, but attorneys have a lot of connections to a lot of places. So it's more of a, a DIY thing. So Based on cost, just open up your horizons there and think about it a little bit more and do, again, do some homework here. So your action for this common mistake is create a spreadsheet or get out a notebook and list the probable agencies or attorneys that you want to work with. Find out what they charge and what's covered in their costs. List them out so you can compare them. Find the best agency or attorney that suits your adoption budget. That's a huge part of it. 
uh, obviously if you can afford more, uh, you can get more service. If you can't, that's okay. You just you need to work with your budget and figure out what works best for you. Also, I have a couple posts or articles that really uh, will help you with finding this. Uh, one of them is called for domestic adoption agencies with sliding scale fees. These offer uh, fees based on your income. And if you have more income, they charge you a little more. If you have less income, they charge you less. Another article is called the three agencies that have little or no upfront costs. Both of these are really popular posts and you can find them at infantadoptionguide.com forward slash start. A lot of the popular posts are there and you'll find uh, what you need right there. So number five of the most common mistakes is choosing an agency only based on the fact that they provide your home study. Obviously, you need somebody to have a home. You need an agency to provide a home study for you, and that's likely going to be your local agency. But don't feel like you have to go with them for a match and placement just because they provide your home study. My wife and I utilized a local agency here with us, uh, in fact, a couple of them, and we only used them to get our home study completed, and we used agencies elsewhere to help us find a uh, match uh, all across the country because we're in a less populated part of the country. So we're not, we don't have the uh, luxury of having a huge adoption agency right in our backyard. So that's something that we had to do just to broaden our horizons. And it actually, it created a faster match and faster placements for us. So your action for this step or for this, this mistake is to Vet every agency or vet your local agency just like you would any other agency. Don't disclude them because they only provide your home study, but um, vet them and make sure you compare them with other agencies. Get references and ask the same questions and don't automatically go with them just because they provide your home study. Okay, number six, choosing an agency based on advertised extremely short wait times. I don't know if you've been on the internet at all, you, you'll see some crazy, and I've seen a lot of crazy short wait times that uh, agencies or facilitators advertise. I mean, some of them say they can even adopt in a matter of weeks versus months. I mean, just be careful. If it sounds too good to be true, obviously it usually is. So in, a, you know, in an open adoption, which 90, I would say 95 to 99% of adoptions these days are open to some extent that means birth parents choose you that means it's almost impossible to know how fast you'll be picked uh, they have to choose you based on the how you put yourself out there and what they what they can connect with you with so they have to make that decision so you can't it's impossible to say oh you will be selected within a matter of weeks nobody knows that however Agencies can offer their average wait time, which is good to know because you want to know, okay, is this going to be weeks, months, years? How long really is it going to take? Uh, nobody really can tell you exactly, but they can tell you their average. So the action for this one is ask what wait time means. Is it the average time from when we sign the contract to when a baby's placed with us? Or is it the time that we are eligible, so you have your home study done and your profile done, and you're eligible to be matched with a birth mother, is it from that time till placement? 
or is it that time till match? Get them to specifically tell you what their average wait times are for what period of time it is. So in other words, ask them, uh, okay, your average, you say your average wait time is three to 12 months. Okay. Is that based on information from the last three years, the last 10 years or the last year? Define what that means and be specific. Check the references as well. Ask the people that have, have gone with them what their wait times were and ask them what that wait time means. And if they have a really short average wait time, be very careful. Vet them very carefully and specifically to make sure it's on the up and up. All right. Number seven, the last common mistake to avoid when selecting an adoption agency. Analysis paralysis. I am a victim of this one, I will admit. Um, it's a big one because obviously this is a big decision like we talked about. It's easy to overanalyze. There's lots of fears going into this. I mean, what, if, what if we choose one in the wrong agency or attorney? It takes way too long to adopt. Or what if they're, they're really not honest or ethical and we lose time and we lose money? What if there's, we choose one and they don't know how to handle adoption scams and frauds and we get really scammed either financially or emotionally? What if we choose one and they're not financially or legally stable? you can again lose time and money. So it's important to do your homework, go back and look at or listen to mistake number one, but be careful not to overanalyze. So how do you know if you're overanalyzing? Well, has it been six months since you started looking? Well, if it has and you still haven't picked an agency or attorney, you need to narrow it down. You need to stop overanalyzing and uh, do your homework and select one. Or maybe you've narrowed down your search, uh, or you think you've narrowed down your search, but you haven't even got down to less than 10 agencies or attorneys yet. You need to keep analyzing and researching, but you need to narrow down. Don't take too much time doing it. Or maybe you're even having trouble finding even one or two that you could work with. Don't think that any agency or attorney is the perfect agency or attorney. Everybody has their pros and cons that you need to weigh. Do the weigh those. That's the right thing to do, but don't take too much time doing it. Get in there and select some and, and calling them and calling their references will help that. So action for this one is ask yourself these questions. See if you're overanalyzing. If you are, make a plan to narrow down your choices to five or less agencies or attorneys to work with. Check their references, compare them, call them, and go. Start start up and get going on the process because that will help you feel better about uh, the fact that you're going to get to build your family. So just to wrap up, you know, selecting the right agency or attorney can really, it's the most critical, one of the most critical, maybe the most critical decision on your adoption journey. I mean, they should guide you through all the steps and help you along the way. But you should have realistic expectations of how they can support you. They're not perfect. But find out before you hire an agency or attorney what you can and should expect from them. Don't be afraid to ask questions. They're used to that. Don't feel like you're putting them out by asking them detailed questions or bugging them. This is your journey. Own it. It's probably the biggest journey of your life, building your family. And you're not powerless in this whole thing. It's up to you to be educated and prepared 
And avoiding these mistakes will help you ensure that you can choose the right agency or attorney that will help you reach the dream of building your family. So that's the seven mistakes, the common mistakes that uh, folks make when choosing or selecting their adoption agency or attorney. So real quick, you may be thinking like I was, uh, okay, those are mistakes, but then what are some requirements? What are some absolutes? Let me give you real a few real quick. Number one, look for agencies that are licensed. Basically, they have no legal red flags like lawsuits. Case in point, there's a Utah adoption agency here recently that uh, was involved in a string of disputed adoptions and recently lost its license to operate in Utah. So they can no longer engage in child placing activities. And that's, <laughs> that's pretty bad. That's, that's a bad thing. You can Google that if you'd like. Um, I won't, I don't want to call out the agency here because there's a chance, I mean, they could get their license back and clean up the mess that they're in. So I don't want to call them out, but you can Google it and find out for yourself a Utah agency that was involved in um, some disputed adoptions and recently lost its license. So that's an important one to look for if you're vetting, when you're vetting your agency or attorney. Another one is it's important that everybody at the agency cares about everybody in the adoption triad. The adoption triad is the child first and foremost, the birth parents, and you. What that means is caring means counseling. It means uh, working with you, helping you, not just focusing on the task at hand, but that you can tell if somebody's actually caring about the process and caring about you and caring about how you're going to build your family and caring about the birth parents get that information by talking to them. It's adoption's a hard time for birth parents. I mean, they really do need counseling. So be sure that your agency or attorney or facilitator can provide that. So that's the must that I have for uh, finding adoption agency or attorney. So thank you so much for, for listening. Um, again, all this information will be in the show notes at infantadoptionguide.com forward slash 15. And uh, real quick here at the end, I just want to give you, again, tell you about my start page because that has a lot of information and resources. Infantadoptionguide.com forward slash start. Okay, I really would appreciate it if you would help me get this podcast into the ears of many more adopted families just like you. I'd love it if you just go to iTunes and leave an honest review. All you have to do is go to infantadoptionguide.com forward slash iTunes. You can click on view there in iTunes and you can see how you can leave a, a review pretty easily. So thank you so much for doing that. It helps get the podcast out there uh, for more people to find. So I want to wrap up this episode for with a question for you. What mistakes have you went through or have you found to avoid when choosing an adoption agency or attorney? Go to infantadoptionguide.com forward slash 15. This is this episode number 15 and leave a comment there. That will help others as well be able to get a more, uh, more information on what they can avoid and help everybody choose an adoption agency or attorney and be, have more success in our adoption journey. So thank you so much for listening. Until the next episode, I'm keeping you all in my prayers that your adoption will happen soon. I appreciate you listening. Talk to you next time. God bless.